This is the Side Hustle Social Podcast. I am Will and I am your host. Thank you for joining the conversation today. We'll be speaking with a student and an influencer who has experienced both winning and losing social media. We will talk about their hurdles and their victories. First, if you have not already, please subscribe and review the show. Now, let's join the conversation. Hello, everybody. As always, I have amazing guests on my podcast, and Carly Green is no exception to the rule. She's amazing. She's got a brand new book that has come out called Two Hearts and One Hope. It's a true story of enduring faith in a messiness of life. And boy, do we talk about that here on this program. How are you doing today, Carly? I'm good, Will. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here and I'm better than I deserve. If I any better, I would need another cup of coffee. And speaking <laughs> of, right? Oh, I've had like three, so. Yeah, so we're <laughs> good today, right? That's awesome. So, uh, Carly, I wanted to start with your story. I know that uh, you've had an interesting uh, life. So mm-hmm. why don't you start where were you like and we'll go from there. Yeah, um, so it really does start at two days old, Will. Me and my identical twin sister, Kylie, was adopted when we were two days old. And yeah, we were both born with congenital heart disease. So um, congenital, just meaning from birth. You know, some people have strokes or heart attacks later in life or heart issues where we were born with it. So um, that's really all I've ever known. So um, I had three open heart surgeries as a child by the time I was seven years old. And when I turned 25, I'm 36 now, um, when I turned 25, I had my fourth one and they put a pacemaker in. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I've been, I've been through it. <laughs> now I've been through the ringer and back for sure. Yes, so sir. how have you handled, and, and this is kind of jumping a little ahead, how have you handled being in those situations where you've had to go in? How have you maintained not being... Uh, obviously there's fear involved. I don't think that ever goes away, but how have you overcome that? What's your story on that? Right. So, you know, when you're little, when you grow up like that, it's really all, you know, and that, and that truly is, I never got to take PE or anything like that. I went to the nurse's office and slept while my twin sister, Kylie, who was born with heart disease as well. um, She had one hole in her heart. I'm missing a fourth of mine. So that's Mm. in a nutshell what is wrong. But, you know, she ran and did sports. And so I just kind of, it was all I knew. So Mm. I just, I knew I had to do it, you know, and I just faced it. I'm a God-fearing, God-loving woman. And Mm. I really have stood on my faith for 36 years. And that's got to be difficult because when you're going through it and in the middle of it, you have the thoughts that are racing around, but it's so neat that since you've already always known it, because I'm sort of in your shoes with that. I've always known surgery and all that. Um, do I like it? God, no. I'm, but I'm glad that we have something we can lean on or someone rather to lean on when we're going through that. Right. Absolutely. So when me and Kylie were growing up, mm-hmm. our mom and dad, like I said, adopted us at two days old. Well, when we were 11, our mom was 35 and she died 
She mm -hmm. died from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and she had gone through a heart surgery. So when she adopted me and Kylie, she knew exactly what we needed. You know, she, our heart disease didn't scare her. She knew these babies needed a loving, God loving home. And mm -hmm. when we lost her, you know, my dad worked two jobs to take care of us and Kylie really took care of me. She was my, not only my sister, but my mother. And um, so she was a huge, huge part of my life growing up. She really was my everything. You know, we were always together being twins. And it's funny, you know, people say identical twins and you're supposed to quote, look alike. Well, I'm 4'11 and Kylie <laughs> was 5'11 we're one minute apart. So, you know, you hear the word identical, well, y'all don't look alike or whatever. And that, that's not what it means. It means y'all have the same DNA and we yeah. did. So, you know, you look at us and you would never think we were twins. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I have uh, two little girls that are, uh, they're about 18 months apart and I have three kids all together, but they're 18 and everyone swears up and down their twins because they look alike. <laughs> no, we didn't plan it that way. That's for sure. So, <laughs> But yeah, so um, with your sister, I know that there's a story behind that. Um, what would you like to share about Kylie? Yeah, Kylie was the most amazing, amazing person. Um, so when I had my fourth open heart surgery, when I was 25, um, she did. She took care of me when I came home. And, mm -hmm. you know, when we turned 30, we find out we have a brother. And oh. yeah, so... It, it will. It was crazy. I get I get a call from my cousin, and was like, and she was like, Carly, are you sitting down? And I said, Yeah. You know, I'm thinking someone had died or something. What's wrong? Mm -hmm. And she goes, You and Kylie have a brother, and he's been looking for y'all for a year. Oh wow! And it was unbelievable because all these years it was just me and Kylie, and mm -hmm. finding out at age thirty. I mean. Who does that happen to? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you certainly um, don't expect it for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it was just crazy. And, you know, a week later, a week later, I met him and we have the same biological mom and his dad is African-American. So he's, yeah, oh. African-American. And when he stood up, when I first saw him, he's Kylie size. He's six foot. Oh, but, nice. Yeah, so, and I'm like, man, no one looks like me. <laughs> like, where did but, I get this hype from? What's wrong with yeah. you people? <laughs> <laughs> but me and Matthew uh, have the same smile, and it was, it was amazing meeting him. That's awesome. Yeah, so, and then when we turned 35, um, Kylie went in for her second heart surgery, mm -hmm. and God called her home. Oh, so, and it was, it really was, Will, like history repeating itself. Our mom was 35 when she died. So was Kylie. We yeah. were 11 and she left behind an 11-year-old son. Oh, and a goodness. A little girl. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad that Matthew got, you know, those five years with Kylie. And yeah. when I turned 36 in March, that made me the oldest woman to live in my family. Well, there you go. Well, there's, yeah. there's something special about that. Cause that means you can, you're, you're keeping the legacy alive of not just one, but two people and exactly. building your own leg, legacy on top of that, which, um, which is what we're going to talk about now is about your book. Is that what your book is all about? Yes, sir. Um, 
when Matthew found us six years ago, me and Kylie wanted to tell our story. Mm. You know, our mom had been gone for so many years and we wanted to talk about what an amazing woman and God loving woman she was. And, and then Matthew found us and we met our biological mother. So oh. we wanted, yeah, we wanted to tell the world. And when she passed away last July, I mm. promised her I would tell her story. And that's what I've tried to do. That's great. So how was meeting your biological mother to you? Um, a lot of people have mixed feelings on that. My dad was adopted. And so um, when he met his mom, it's always that hole inside of him. Not that he didn't care you know, about his family. I don't know if you had the same thing, but you just had that. There's something missing. Did you have that? And how did you handle meeting your, your mom? You know, we did. Um, we had always known her first name. And the reason we were born with heart problems is because she was on drugs and alcohol. Now she was 16 years old when she had me in Kali. Oh goodness. So, yeah. And we had always known that, but that's all we've ever known. And one day, one Sunday, Kylie pulled up to my house. We were going to go grocery shopping and she's like, Carly, I found Sabrina and we're going. So, and, and I'm freaking out. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh Cause Kylie had had a lot of anger built up. You know, she had watched her twin sister go through four open heart surgeries, yeah. go through a pacemaker, just all this stuff. So yeah. I'm thinking, Oh my, what's she going to do? <laughs> so yeah. We pull up to her house and we both walk to the door and Sabrina opens the door and it was like looking in a mirror with her and Kylie, except oh, wow. she was my hot. Yeah. And both of them, you know, were silent. I mean, you could hear a pin drop, Will. Oh goodness. And all I could do was stick out my right hand and say, Hi Sabrina, my name is Carly and we're the twins you gave away in 1984. Oh wow. And yeah and she just started bawling and she grabbed us and gave us a hug and you know you could tell she had had a rough rough time rough life so yeah. um, but she was very kind and she answered all of our questions that we had had and i don't know if it was the honest answer but <laughs> <laughs> she she offered you know she asked us to come back and we had visited her uh, quite a few times these past that's been three years ago goodness so. That's yeah. awesome. It's great that you got to, to have some sort of closure with that. Um, and I'm sure it wasn't easy. Uh, would you say it was easy at all? You know, it was really kind of nerve wracking. Like, you know, one of the things she said to me was, I thought one of y'all had died, which that would have been me because mm -hmm. they gave me two days to live when yeah. I was born. So I said, no, we made it. Oh, you know, so <laughs> it, was, it was a little nerve wracking. You know, we had yeah. so many questions, but we do, you know, owe her, you know, she didn't have to carry two sick babies. No. You know, she didn't have to do that at age 16. No. So we were, we were very grateful to her as well. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't think of it that way. Uh, Carl, uh, Carly, a lot of people think of it as abandonment and they're like, no, she did the best thing for you. She gave you to a God fearing, loving family she instead did. of dragging you through all the heart, the hurt that she went through, you know? Absolutely. Cause she didn't raise Matthew either. His grandparents did. Oh goodness. So, yeah. Yeah. So we were, 
all over. It's all spread out. So how did he handle, did he get to meet her and how did he handle, uh, and I assume he did, but I don't like to assume that. How did he handle his relationship with her? You know, so Sabrina had him till maybe around three or four and it was just a really bad situation. So his grandparents uh, took him and, mm -hmm. you know, he saw all the drinking. He saw saw that and you know as hard as mine and Kylie's childhood was his I feel like was worse because we didn't see drinking we didn't see drugs we had a great great upbringing you yeah. know it was hard because all the hospitals and you know all that yeah. but you know that's uh, he had the he had it hard how is how is it how is he with it um now is he uh I don't want to say a good person because that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, is he st in a bitter state or is he in a peaceful state? H how is that working for him? You know, he's he's in a very peaceful state. He sees okay. her quite often. He helps her out um, financially in every way. He's a farmer here in Texas, about an hour away from me. So I get mm -hmm. to see him a lot. And he's that's great. doing really well with all of that. That's good. So with your book, um, I know that you talk about the impossibilities of your life. I mean, like you said earlier, you had only two days to quote unquote live. So I guess it makes you one in a million, you know, um, how has that affect, uh, how is that explained in your book? How did you communicate that to people? Um, and not just in your book, but just in general, how do you communicate the amazingness of God to allow you to have this life that you have now? Yeah, so when I had my fourth open heart surgery, I went in and I knew I was sick. I had gone to Houston's Texas Children's Hospital and they told me, you know, sit down and don't move. And I had a blood clot the size of a grapefruit mm -hmm. in my heart. And she said, you have 48 hours to live. So that night, Kylie took the red eye there. So I had my fourth surgery. Mm -hmm. And Will, had it not been my faith in God, I don't think I would have gotten through it. Just, you know, people think, oh, she had a surgery, but it's everything with that. Oh my you gosh, know? yeah. I didn't wake up for four days. So oh. I had lost all this weight. I was, mm -hmm. it was really, really a hard time. And then when I lost Kylie, mm -hmm. you know, she, she went in for her second heart surgery. I've had four. So why would God save me and not yeah. her? So I really have stood on my foundation of faith to get yeah. through that. And so, I, I tell people in the book, mm -hmm. faith will not prevent tragedy, but it will get you through it. How did you handle it emotionally and, and spiritually when she passed? I mean, like you said, why, why one and not the other? Yeah. How, how did you handle that? A lot of prayer. And, and I'm not kidding, Will. I, I prayed and prayed while she was in the hospital after you know everything had happened mm -hmm. and you know i really started just talking to god and reading the bible more and i asked him you know how could you do this to me and i heard him say i did not do this to you i did it for her and mm -hmm. that gave me so much peace will yeah. and i've been okay ever since that's awesome. A lot of people don't see it that way. Um, we, you know, we talked about this before this broadcast, and at the time of the broadcast, folks, uh, we lost our pastor's wife over the weekend of the week, and she was in really rough shape for over 25 years. And so, 
at, at first you're the initial shock of someone you know passing on yeah. we say they're moving to a new address they're not <laughs> you know that. i do too it's so much better you know but you know what the one thing that really helped us was you know what she doesn't have to be in pain anymore she can exactly. dance and, and do everything she wanted to do on this or she can do in heaven now and it, that gave so much peace to so many people and i don't know if that's how it was with you with kylie but just amazing how god can put that in our hearts to give us that peace while we're going through the difficult time and and he really does mm. you know i i remember gosh this was probably a few weeks after she had passed away and you know when you lay in bed and you're doing that silent ugly cry where no yeah. one can hear you but you're just dying on the inside you know, there's Bible verses that talk about laying your hands on someone and God will heal them. Well, I was asking him, why didn't you, why didn't you heal her? Cause we had yeah. preachers, we had everyone up there and this, and he said two words to me, Will, he goes, I did. Yeah. And you know, I, I truly believe if you talk to God, if you pray and you believe and have faith, you can get through anything. I don't know anything harder that I can go through <laughs> besides losing a twin. You yeah. know, what I, what's left, you know, yeah, for mother. Exactly. So um, faith has really just been yeah. my foundation. Now, I know in your book, um, I, I believe you tackled this in your book, that you talked about previous relationships that you were in um, yeah. during this storm. Let, tell my users, the users, sorry, my listeners, <laughs> No, you're good. I'm at work now, you know. I uh, tell my <laughs> listeners how you overcame that, you know, the situation and trying to think how you managed to continue to want to be with someone else after the fact. We'll talk about your your new love here, but what happened prior to that? Yeah, so I was right after I had my fourth surgery in 09, um well, I had met him right before it. I went to Hawaii on a girl's trip and um, my friend there introduced me to a man in the Navy. And like I said, I'm 4'11". So, and this man was 6'2". So yeah. I saw him and it was, we fell in love very quickly. Um, when I was there, he treated me like a princess. I mean, I came home, he flew me and my dog out there to be with him. Mm. You know, we got married six, five, six months later. And it, it was, you know, I truly thought I had found, you know, the perfect guy. This man doesn't care what I look like. He doesn't care about my medical history. And then one day I opened up a computer, his mm. computer, and I found everything that he had mm. been doing behind my back. And I confronted him and of course he apologized and said he would never do it again. And, you know, I stayed, I took a vow in front of God. Of course I didn't want to break that, yeah. you know? So I stayed, he started drinking and he hit me one night twice. And, you know, you would think, you, you know, people looking from the outside, well, why didn't you leave? Why didn't, you know, and it's hard, you know, I don't know the statistics, but if you look up how many times women stay, it's, it's quite a few. Yeah. And I, I learned the hard way, you know, he, we moved thinking that, okay, we'll get away from all this, you know, start over and it didn't get better. And I just prayed and prayed, God, get me out of this. What do I do? 
you know, yeah. I had already taken him back after the violence, after his drinking, cheating on me with women and men. Mm -hmm. I had, I had to go to the doctor to make sure I was okay. Cause with yeah. my heart problems, I can't take, you know, yeah. regular penicillin and all that. So it was scary. And God gave me just the strength one morning Will I got in my car and I didn't look back. And so now you um, have moved forward in life and you're now with another young man now. And from what I can tell, you're pretty happy with him. Is yeah. that right? <laughs> he is fabulous. Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> so it was June 13th was five years. Oh goodness. I met him. I got set up on a blind date by Kylie oh, five years go. ago and I'm oh, about goodness. to marry him. So oh, that's awesome. That's what she left me with was a wonderful oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So how were you able to trust again after going through what you had, you went through? Cause that's very difficult. Oh yeah. It was. And, and I was a little nervous. I was scared cause I hadn't been on a date in I don't know, six years, mm -hmm. you know, I just really, I started putting God first, my mm -hmm. faith first, like, mm -hmm you know, if this is bad, show me early, you know, yeah, really, yeah. tell me what to do, you know, so I really, we took it slow, we didn't start living together till we were, our, I guess, together three years, I mean, we took it really slow, and it was nice, it was wonderful, yeah. so we just didn't rush, and we, he's just amazing, he takes really that's, good care of me, that's awesome, and he's so, a twin, <laughs> really yes he's got a twin brother named brent <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame you and kylie couldn't have met the other twin too wouldn't that been a hoot <laughs> that's awesome uh, yeah. so when so when are we getting married do we have a date yet well we did till corona happened <laughs> whoops <laughs> Yeah, so maybe next July, maybe I'm not in a rush. And, yeah. you know, we have a good life here with our four animals. So <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, you know, hopefully uh, when it does happen, it's going to be more magical and even better as before, you know. Yeah. God's word says that He will take what has been broken and make it even better. And so I'm just and He truly has. He truly has. That's awesome. So, when we talk about your book and all the lovely stuff that you've been through and the not so lovely stuff you've been through, what is one thing that you would leave with my listeners to help them through any situation they're going through? You know, faith. I'm telling you, if you will just lean into God, lean into your faith, mm -hmm. you can get through anything. I'm not saying it'll be easy because mm -hmm. Lord knows life's not easy. He never mm -hmm. told us it would be. But if you'll have faith, like I said earlier, faith won't prevent your tragedy, but it'll get you through it. And That's it might good. not be a day later. It might be a year later, mm -hmm. but, but you will make it. Yeah, absolutely. So we got to plug your book. So let's talk yes. about that now. Look at that. If you're watching on the screen, she's got her book up there and it's, it's really nice. Um, I read a couple of excerpts from uh, Amazon and you're going to really enjoy it. So tell us a little uh, where we can find it, when it releases, all the lovely stuff so you can make yourself well-known. Yes, sir. So right now you can get it on Amazon uh, in paperback or your Kindle. And then Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, you'll be able to order it from Barnes & Noble and the big box stores like that. So I'm, I'm so excited. 
I started this last March and Kylie never knew. Mm. So she passed away last July. So I really did do this for her. You know, I wanted the world to know her and I feel like I've done that. And that's awesome that you get to do that and leave a great legacy for her, for yourself, for your, your mom and yes. your bonus mom and uh, yes. <laughs> all that lovely stuff too. And so, well, that's awesome. Well, uh, I just appreciate you coming on and just spending a little bit of time. Uh, I know time yeah. is precious. And so um, I hope to, that we could see you on the New York times bestseller one day. Be see, awesome. I wrote a little five, <laughs> five number list and, Goal number five, Will, was that. <laughs> hey, well, let's just hope that, let's just hope it know. happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, and I'm from a town with 600 people. So I just want your listeners to know if your dream is to write a book or whatever it is, you can do it. You Absolutely. can, I promise. If I can, Lord knows anyone can. (laughs) That's what I tell people about this podcast. If I can do it, you sure as heck can. That's for sure. So funny. All right. Well, thank you again. You're such a blessing and a joy to be around and uh, hope to have you on again in the future. I'd love it. Anytime. Awesome. Well, you take care. Thanks.